Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back to the Off the Gourd Podcast, Episode 2. My name is Pierce. I'm Jackson. I'm Sam. And I'm Ethan. And boy, do we have one hell of a show today. I'm just joking. I, I don't know what we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> well, if you l- would look at our topics channel, Pierce, mm. we've got so many to- so much topics that we could go into um i think our first should be this past week was star wars celebration yes a lot of sick stuff revealed obi-wan dropped first yeah i actually hate star wars <laughs> yeah that's true it's for babies <laughs> it's part of the pierce lore yeah ewan mcgregor ewan mcgregor <laughs> ewan mcgregor told everyone to stop being racist so now i hate star wars Bro, it's too woke for me. They're they're (laughs) always they're casting they're 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 casting you know those actors because we all know what we're we all know what they're doing there. They sure they they do cast actors. You know what ones? I fucking hate Twitter and Star Wars fans. Dude, it's not hard to like not be a racist it's really not <laughs> it's so easy to just like not send de- people death threats uh, i don't know that that's a bit that's that's a bit that's a bit tougher yeah i'm always like, having to stop I myself i get the that. itches but I, I i know like it's easy to to ignore it in a sense but it does suck like you know you watch obi-wan kenobi and i think we were all pretty thrilled with uh, with the episode, and we're all very elated by the end of it, and excited just to you know see that character, especially um, you know that version of the character that we grew up with, and then to immediately get online, and you know people are predictably being racist about a character that I thought was a uh, was a worthy addition. So, what what do you guys think uh, yeah. about the character genuinely? Uh, well, <laughs> outside spoiler of just, like, warning racism. first for the spoiler warning for the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I was blasted when we watched both episodes, but I do remember liking both of them. Same. Uh, it was insane. I was not expecting uh Kid Leia, uh, to be a major part of the show, which I'm fucking hyped about. Do you think her role is gonna extend past this last episode, or like I guess she definitely will be in the next one? But do you think that she's gonna be around all season, or they're gonna kind of cap off that and move to the next thing? I don't know. I could I could see her being in for a couple episodes. It'd be I think an it'd interesting. Be kinda weird if it was like the entire season was like Obi Wan goes on a field trip with Leia. But well, yeah. you got to think about it like this: is <clears throat> excuse me, is that uh, this is more like a like a long movie rather than a six episode like TV show. This is more like is that what they said? So if that that's that's how they've described it and like that's how that's the vibe I got when I watched it. So so the so the one complaint everyone has against the Marvel shows is what they're describing this show as. Well, <laughs> I think it's different here because they're like the Marvel shows are trying to be a TV show and a Marvel movie at the same time. This is just 
trying to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi, an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that is in six parts, pretty much. Okay. Like, like if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're looking at it as an extended movie, six episodes makes a lot more sense than when you're thinking about it as a TV show, that six episodes is not that much and it kind of fumbles in that area. But so I don't think Kenobi's yeah. going to have that issue. Yeah, I don't really understand why so many people uh, think that. Sorry, think that Reva or Reva, I don't remember how to pronounce it, uh, is annoying. I like, didn't think that at all. She is an antagonist. You're not supposed to like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's also like you you see. You just see kind of the, some of those like racist, uh, like, like like microaggression terms being thrown around about her. Like like she's loud and she's you know, um, you know bossy or like whatever that type of stupid language. When it's like yeah she's and I saw a good side you know credit to someone on Reddit made a good point that like she's just like Anakin you know she's rash she's um, ambitious and clearly after power and and you know that if it was a white male character you'd probably see more so of those comparisons and praises versus, you know. Well, to be fair, Anakin was portrayed pretty great. <laughs> not uh, not whiny and a poorly directed <laughs> right, well, or Anakin anything like that. Was he was whiny. perfect. <laughs> I was thinking more like Clone Wars, Anakin or, you know. The Anakin in our heads. <laughs> yeah. The one we wish was in the movies. I saw a interesting theory that was like Reva is like the perfect uh, reason as to why Sith have the rule of two. Mm. Because if there's any more than that, then there's going to be like constant infighting and bickering and like unnecessary deaths. Of just like, if there's more than two people, all the Padawans are gonna try to kill each other to make their master proud of them. Because they all they all seek power in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and like so when you have the rule of two, it creates this perfect like, this perfect cycle of keeping. Succession. You know, you you keep it small, so that there's no infighting, and so that way the lust for power. Is there? You, there's like a scale where you, you got you got the the master and you got the apprentice, and that's it. And that source of power, you don't have a ton of other people going. And then the the apprentice will get ambitious with their lust for power, and they'll kill the they'll kill the master, and then they'll become the master, and they'll get an apprentice, and the cycle just goes on, and it's like perfect in that way. Yep, yeah, and that apprentice will always try to make the main character join them. <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. want because they're keeping the rule of two. Because whenever they want to join them, they want to overthrow yeah. their master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the most like Sith adjacent of the Inquisitors we've seen. Like, like I like her in contrast to the others because they. You know, they're constantly telling her to get into line, to follow orders, to, you know, to simmer down. Mm-hmm. 
and she's she's doing the Sith thing. She's uh, you know anything for power. She stabs the Grand Inquisitor. She's not interested in you know following um, following rank of the Inquisitors. She's she's an interesting um, interesting character in that like it's it's almost like we're getting a Sith character that isn't Darth Vader. And I think uh, one of you guys made the good uh, the point about you know maybe she is. Uh, the secret apprentice of Vader, and I think that that would be that would fit perfectly with how they're building her up. I think that'd be really interesting, and maybe explain maybe uh, how she has that information about Vader and is allowed <laughs> to live, considering that Vader knows she has that information. And maybe also explain why she's so obsessed with Kenobi. Yep. Yep. So I, I can't I'd like that. believe I hope they go that direction. Yeah. I can't believe that like people are theorizing that Reva was one of the kids in the flashback scene. Like that, I thought what? that was obvious that she was one of the. Like you don't yeah. have to theorize about that. I I thought it was like very obvious that she was one of the kids. We wouldn't have gotten a, fla- a Order sixty six flashback that just followed a bunch of younglings that don't matter. If yeah. that if that didn't have anything to do with the later story, then the Order sixty six scene would have been something to do with Obi Wan, and not just younglings. Obviously, one mm-hmm. of those younglings is going to be in this show. Oh, for sure. So. Could you imagine how people yeah. would lose their minds if, uh, if you know, it is revealed that she's Vader's apprentice and they call her Darth Star Killer? They wouldn't do <laughs> Darth Star Killer. I don't think they do. They they're smart enough not to do Star Killer because because that's always a character they can bring back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I was just thinking. Yeah, people would lose their minds if they did bring it back in this way, and you know they like regendered and re changed the race of Star Killer. Like if if we if that we think it's cool. bad now, if they if they pulled that move. Um, <laughs> I I would feel horrible for Moses Ingram, who I think is doing a great job. Yeah, I didn't have I never had any issue watching it. I never thought anything of her. I mean, episode two, and we've already gone woke. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Ron or yeah, Ron DeSantis gonna shut it down. <laughs> um, what else from Star Wars Celebration? Caught your guys' attention? Any like standout announcements or trailers? Uh, in, uh, Indiana so Jones. Jedi Tales. <laughs> what about Indiana Jones? <laughs> Indiana Jones getting a release date? Did you see that picture of him Ooh. crossing the bridge? I didn't the, see the, the cave. I didn't see the picture. I, I'm it's now it's not it interesting. It's it's well, it's, I gotta uh, see it's it. like Does a he look silhouette. Old? You can't even see him. Uh, it's a silhouette. Oh, no, then I don't Jones. care. I mean, it looks June thirtieth. It looks good. It's a nice shot, but I, I just man, I want to see anything from that movie. I'm very excited. I, when they brought, I, I was a bit concerned when Spielberg stepped down as director, but when they brought James Mangold on, I was like, all right, I know this is gonna be. I've seen <laughs> Logan. I think I know he'll make a good movie. Bro, very this excited. is gonna be the Logan of Indiana Jones. It better be. <laughs> I would uh, love that. Yeah, no, I have high hopes. Honestly, like, I love Steven Spielberg. He's 
made some of my favorite films of all time, but like his track record of recent is shaky at best. Uh, like he did do Indie Four. I mean, you've got things like Ready Player One that kind of flopped. Um, so I don't know. I like not Ready that, not that I think he would have done a bad job, but I am excited to see like what a new director, especially someone as as good as James Mangold, does with it. Uh, I was a little disappointed. I as as happy as I was that we got a Jedi, you know, a um, Jedi Survivor trailer, um, that we didn't get anything for that Indiana Jones game. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, by Bethesda. Yeah, that's probably. No, it's at least been in the works for a year, probably more than that. And you said it's not going to be an Xbox exclusive. It's going to be a PlayStation. Uh, No, it's uh, sorry. It's going to be cross-platform. Yeah, because Xbox promised all those games like currently in development would be cross. Yeah. Um. Actually, I don't. I don't think that had anything to do with um. Bethesda, like, like, uh, what's it called? Starfield's going to be Xbox exclusive. Uh, the only reason that the Indiana Jones one will not be is uh, an agreement with Lucasfilm, because you know they had to get the license oh. for the character, um, mm-hmm. and they didn't want it to be Xbox exclusive. It's interesting that Lucasfilm doesn't want exclusive, seemingly doesn't want exclusive games for. Like, I like totally they want their game. That. Yeah, like you want it accessible to everyone, especially if you want to include it into the canon. See, this is why, like, you know, people, since Disney bought Lucasfilm, people lump them together as, like, the same entity. You know, people use Lucasfilm and Disney pretty interchangeably. Yeah. And you, this is, that's a really good, like, area that you can tell that they do have different operations because... Marvel has, you know, they have Spider-Man exclusive to PlayStation, and they're about to have a exclusive Wolverine game. So it's like, you know, you got a Disney company in Marvel that allows exclusive games, but then you got Lucasfilm that wants everyone to play their games. It's just interesting. Yeah, I, I, I guess this. I think the strategy has changed too. Um, like this. This Spider-Man deal, again, offered to Xbox, Xbox passed up on it, uh, picked up by PlayStation. I think maybe the, one of the only reasons we're seeing Wolverine as an exclusive game is because uh, I mean, maybe executives at Marvel are, saw what... Ins- um, is it Insomniac? I don't think it's Insomniac. Yeah. It's Insomniac. Yeah, it is. Insomniac's doing with um, Spider-Man liked it and want to give them the license for Wolverine, but again, they're owned by Sony, and so maybe that was a... Um, you know, a something that Sony wasn't willing to bargain on. Uh, in Star Wars, you know, we've seen, we're seeing it kind of open up with, uh, you know, it was only EA mm-hmm. had licensing, but now, thank God, that's not the case anymore, and we have nine Star Wars games in active development. That is Man, awesome. I can't believe Xbox turned down Spider-Man. For real. That's got to be one of their... And, and Insomniac was not owned by Sony at that point? Not at the time, no. Bro, they theoretically, there's a universe where the exact same Spider-Man game is just on Xbox. And Insomniac 2 had released a game that was exclusive for Xbox. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Sunset Sunset Overdrive. Overdrive. Apparently it's pretty good. I was just going to say that would have changed the game. Insomniac also produces like Ratchet and Clank in those games. They do now, Yeah. yeah. 
So. Yeah, but it looked hey, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think Sony kind of won the decision-making game back then. But I think, yeah, it's, it's a rough time for Xbox now. But in a couple of years, once we just once they you know have full ownership over Activision and Bethesda and games are coming out at a regular pace, I think there might be some shift there, especially Activision is, is huge and Bethesda with things yeah. like mm. the next Skyrim or not the next Elder Scrolls and Fallout, major franchises that'll draw people to the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you excited for, Jackson? I don't think. <clears throat> um, Jedi Survivor, because I fucking love Fallen Order. Uh, trailer looked sick and back to Obi-Wan I am really hoping that we get at least some like uh, mention or like easter egg for Cal Kestis being alive and like fucking up shit mm-hmm. with the Empire um, and then uh, I'm also really excited for Jedi Tales or Tales of the Tales Jedi, of the Jedi. Yes. yeah um, the Ahsoka one's gonna be interesting because they're like kind of doing her backstory. Um, we're getting, I think we're gonna get like an episode. My theory is we're gonna get like one episode of like, uh, the Jedi finding her as a baby. Um, I think we're gonna get one of her during the Clone Wars with mm-hmm. Anakin training her, and then I think we're gonna get one post Order sixty six. Yes, like in between Rebels and. Uh, the end of Clone Wars. So, if that's gonna be right, then I'm excited for that. And then, uh, I'm also really excited for the Dooku story, cause mm-hmm. I listened to the audiobook for uh, Dooku Lost Jedi, and his story was like pretty interesting. So I'm excited to see how they adapt that. Yeah, I'm just now getting into uh, Jedi Lost, and. Yeah, I just started listening to it this week, and that's got me really excited for this Dooku story. It's also just, um, I think that'll be the farthest back we've gone with the animation stories, or even, I think, any Mm -hmm. Star Wars story outside of books. Um, So that should be Mm -hmm. fascinating. Who do you guys think uh, is in that tank in uh, the Jedi Survivor trailer? No idea. (laughs) The only guy with, like, Long white hair that we know is Malakos from Fallen Order. But he but got I, buried. I into, don't think it's him. <laughs> he got buried in the ground. I just saw that. I think yeah. my my what I'm leaning towards is I think Jedi Survivor. It's I don't think it's referring to Cal Kestis. I think perhaps that's what this figure is. It'd be really interesting to have. A character, because I mean, if, when you look at the like, it's you know he's in the the back tank or the stasis chamber or whatever, and it's like kind of surrounded by an overgrown, clearly um, mm-hmm. unkempt area. Um, and I'm wondering maybe like we're we gonna get um, a Jedi from, you know, the Republic era who's just kind of gonna wake up and be like, what the fuck's going on? Or even better, maybe we'll get like an old Republic uh, figure that's been in stasis since <laughs> then or High Republic and. Is really like what the fuck is going on? It's that a Palpatine cool. clone. Or oh, that's a good, that's a good thought. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe it's Starkiller. Is that really a Jedi survivor? What? Is that really a Jedi survivor? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) sure. (laughs) It can be. Maybe he was a naughty Palpatine clone who used the light side of the Force. So Palpatine put him in the the stasis juice. It was confirmed that the... uh, I forget what the, like, species is called pow race uh yeah the pow that we saw was not the great inquisitor Mm -hmm. Mm. so that's just a random evil guy we don't know so that's cool they yeah they said he's uh like some kind of imperial figure which is interesting because we know that um the like the empire was racist but not like in in the way we think about it, like they they're humanist. Wait, so what were we like talking about? The I just <laughs> like Fallon, <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> we're talking about them being racist. Yeah, the, no, like the Empire canonically like doesn't. That's why, like in you know the original trilogy, we don't really see any alien creatures in like as a part of the Empire because they true, um, and that's why like a Thrawn was. He kind of like it's if you read those the canon books especially like it, it highlights you know how crazy it was that he ascended to Grand Admiral um, and like the challenges he faced because of his uh, Chiss origin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's interesting that we're getting a, a Powan character that seems to be in some kind of power position. Uh, aside from the Inquisitors, obviously, because they were Jedi before, so mm-hmm. could, yeah. couldn't be picky there. Yeah. Are you guys excited for Andor? I yeah, wasn't, actually. and then I saw that trailer. Looked really good. I have not yeah, seen Yeah, we that saw trailer. the Imperial Senate for the first time. Yeah, that's what I'm excited. Man, I'm really, I was really just about to say I'm excited to see the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. I want to see that <laughs> more about that city see the where the man was like clanging on the thing, the hammers. Uh huh. That had. Oh yeah. That was. That um, was but cool. they can, they confirm Andor is going to be two seasons. I don't remember how many episodes each, but it's going to be Give two seasons. And season, season two is going to lead directly into Rogue One. Oh. Okay. So no like, possibility. Like, like it's literally going to. No, no. This this is a set two season show, and it's gonna lead directly into Rogue One. Like the last episode is gonna like, like you can go from the last episode to Rogue One seamlessly. That's I guess kind of cool. like kind of like how Rogue One leads directly into Episode Four. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see. See how that show plays out. I'm wondering, like, is he going to be the only perspective character? Do you think we're going to bounce around the rebellion and kind of see them come together? Um, I learned that apparently he I was think... a member of the, or he was, he was a part of a Confederacy state, or not Confederacy. Yeah, that's what I CIS. heard. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard that. Create an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how, like, I wonder, you know, we only saw the downfall of the Republic through uh, 
you know, the eyes that of, of people in the Republic. I want to know mm-hmm. what it was like for the Separatists. You know, what did they think about what was going on? Because obviously they, they were no get... fan of the Republic. But I'm sure they're no fan of the Empire. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, didn't certainly. they just get absorbed by the Empire? Well, I mean... Well, they lost the war, so they were probably already bitter about being back in the Republic. And then, you know, the Republic gets worse as it becomes the Empire. So I can imagine they were probably contributed more to the rebellion than some of the core mm-hmm. worlds would have. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, um, um is uh so in the trailer for Bad Batch so many Two, uh, <laughs> we see the Emperor uh for the first time in a while. Uh, I think is it only uh gonna be in that show and then in Rebels is like the only time we've seen the Emperor the Emperor like in between. Uh, episode three and I guess five. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, does he show yeah. up in Rebels? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really weird in Rebels because he shows up in like the second season, maybe like sometime early on, and he's voiced by a different like by like just a voice act by uh, Sam Witwer who does uh, like Maul. Mm-hmm. Um, he voiced him, but then they brought Palpatine back. Is like a big thing, and I don't know if it was the finale, but it was like some like, uh, it was like the world between worlds arc, and they brought Palpatine back, and they had Ian McDermott playing him. So mm-hmm. if you're watching the show all the way through, you'll get a Palpatine in the earlier seasons, who's a voice actor, and then. When he shows up the final time, it's actually the real Palpatine. It's weird. It's jarring, kind of. Bro, I want them to bring back Ye- uh, Rebels Yoda. Oh, not Rebels Yoda. I'm going to look this up. Rebels. <laughs> Was it bad? <laughs> yeah. I, okay. This is kind of an unpopular opinion, but I like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, Bro, look rough. at him. They got the proportions oh, all rough. wrong. <laughs> His head like bowling ball <laughs> shaped. <laughs> ears. Oh, that's um, fun. I like the thin lightsabers in Rebels. Yeah, that, that's cool. It's I don't know. The, uh, I just thought. Art. I just thought it was a nice aesthetic. I thought it looked really cool. I I thought it looked good in motion. And of course. It's nice seeing Rebels get a bit... Rebels kind of was hated on for the longest time because it wasn't the Clone Wars. So it was on that baby Disney channel. But (laughs) I've been seeing a lot more Rebels love recently, and I'm glad because I always like Rebels. You know, it's it's, not as serious as Clone Wars at times, but it's a kid's show. It's not trying... It doesn't have to be. be. And And it can get serious when it needs to. It still has some of the best, like, the the Ahsoka and Vader confrontation is amazing. The Maul yeah. and Obi-Wan fight is amazing. Like, some of the, that's some of the best stuff in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, uh, when uh, my first watch, I was kind of, like, absentmindedly watching it. Um, until uh, Kanan got blinded. Uh-huh. And then it got, like, 
I was like, whoa, okay, I'm into mm-hmm. this now. Yeah, when Cannon gets blinded, shit's cr- shit goes crazy. Shit goes crazy. I um, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know 100 that they haven't done this, but I hope that Disney does with Rebels what they did with Clone Wars and put kind of like the essential collection playlist mm-hmm. on Disney. I think those are those are nice. Whenever they do those, especially because yeah. yeah. Rebels is a lot to comb through, and I think the reason I quit on it, uh, I think got about a season and a half in, was just. Oh, you know, like you the got, high notes are good, but it's just there's so much uh, filler. It gets like with the it, Clone it's a show that gets better as you watch it. It starts to become less and less filler, and it's a lot. It, it does become a lot more serious in tone. I have no. They get thrown rebels. in there. Yo, uh, uh, Disney Plus must be doing. Listening. Oh, go ahead. What? There you go. Uh, I was just gonna say, if, if I um, I didn't expect much from the Canon Thrawn trilogy, but if you like that character from Rebels, uh, the the books are really fascinating. Um, hmm. I was just gonna say, uh, Disney Plus must be doing pretty well. If like every single pro, we're not getting a Star Wars project outside of Disney Plus until the end of next year with Taika Waititi's movie. They don't even have, like, any, like, TV shows on, like, a network or anything. Like, it's all Disney Plus stuff. It must be, like, doing pretty well if they're putting that much into it, where almost every single piece of Star Wars content is on Disney Plus. It's just interesting to me. Yeah. I guess, I I mean... um... Star Wars is a seller. I was just going to say Star Wars is a seller. You have Star Wars content on there. People are going to buy your thing no matter what because everybody wants to watch the new Star Wars thing. Yeah. Can't believe we've uh, failed to mention at this point the biggest news at a Star Wars celebration. Babu Frick returning for Mandalorian Season 3. Let's fucking go. fuck yeah. You know what that means? That means that sequel stuff is invading into the stuff that people like and that's no, a good thing. don't panic because <laughs> because because that means that it can't be ignored you i can't think that the they're sequel. building up to exegol stuff slash palpatine clone stuff with this whole oh the acolyte show is totally gonna have stuff like that there's no way they don't have like exegol and stuff yeah, and that's yeah for sure because we know that the Sith have been operating on Exegol like like that's the canon version of Korriban, so we'll definitely see that I think across eras. We've already seen it kind of in the Imperial era with the Darth Vader comics, and I think Exegol's cool, and I'd like for that to be fleshed out. But yeah, I think we will like this whole plot with Baby Yoda and the cloning. I think it's going to come around to the Emperor, whether it be through the oh, Mandalorian yeah. show or through the Ahsoka show. Like they're gonna start tying this all together in hopefully a very satisfying way. Oh yeah, you should you should like look up like the key moments in Rebels to watch because the Ahsoka show is gonna be a continuation of Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely oh, plan on really? watching Ahsoka or no, sorry, sorry, watching Rebels in in totality before Ahsoka. Um, I gotta get on that for real, for real. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> they had uh, trailers for Ahsoka and uh, Mandalorian at the celebration, so I imagine it can't be too long before they're released to the public. Yeah, we know Ahsoka's... I would assume Ahsoka will be our next summer show probably around the time that we're... Like now, where we're getting Obi-Wan. Um, uh, e, let's see. Uh, Mandalorian comes out in February. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Damn. They, they typically alternate... Uh, like Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Hmm... I think at this so point, it's almost more... like... Because we're going to have Andor running pretty close up to She-Hulk. Like, I think those two might be on at the same time at some point. And then well, they could also... That too. might be why they... That might be why they do this thing where, like, Obi-Wan... Obi-Wan premiered with the first two episodes. I feel like they did that because... To even it out. to So that there could be some breathing room between... When Miss Marvel comes out this month, damn, that's this month. Yeah, it's like Whoa. very recent or er, recent. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. It's very soon. So I guess that kind of brings us to the question. I know this is. Um, do you guys do you guys think there's too much Star Wars now, and like Marvel no. as well as is in this conversation? No. Marvel's no. different. Marvel, I, I, there could, I could make an argument for, but I like Marvel, so I, I am okay with it. Um, Star Wars give me as much as possible, especially because they haven't been doing movies or anything. And I've ever since the Mandalorian came out, I have been very adamant in my belief that Star Wars works best as a TV show. Just because you can like, expand I think, it out yeah, and a lot go of down so many different I think, I think Star Wars works best as long-form content. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the more of it, the better. If it's, if it's good, I don't care. With Marvel, it's different because not only are we getting a ton of shows on Disney+, Plus, like we are with Star Wars, but you're also getting an additional four movies a year in theaters. Yeah. You know, you don't have that with Star Wars. Yeah. We don't have a See, Star Wars movie until the end of next year. I think when people talk about this fatigue, um it's it's not like with I think this is especially the case with Marvel, but also the case with Star Wars now that we have all these kind of different eras we're playing with and mm-hmm. um that it's like it's it's not people act as if we're getting the same movie over and over again. But like the Marvel universe is so vast and the Star Wars universe is so vast. There's so many mm-hmm. different stories to tell, so many different types of stories to tell. Like now we're getting, you know, what's being described as like Stranger Things in Space with this new John Watts Star Wars show. I mean, it's not it's not just all, you know, Luke Skywalker doing X, Y, and Z. And I think that some people kind of present it that way. And I, th- I think like as long as we're keeping it fresh and having, you know, shows like Andor, which are going to be very different than a show like Ahsoka, which is you know, different from something more familiar like an Obi-Wan. Um, or even like a Miss Marvel versus Moon Knight. Those are so night and day. Um, I think it's it definitely has the potential to stay fresh. And I think no matter what, like, this might be a vocal minority 
that's talking about this fatigue because you know we, this, the numbers are still there as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, these these shows I'm, are still oh, extremely successful. Kenobi was Kenobi was the most watched premiere of any Disney Plus thing since it's launched. Yeah. Whoa. And like Star Wars, even more, even to even a more extent of what you were saying, like Marvel can get samey because it i think i think the reason that it feels samey is just because it takes place in our world even like you know you get cosmic stuff every once in a while but it all takes place in our world and they're still kind of bound to that but with star wars you have this you know in the span of like 90 90 in universe years you have this vastly different galaxy you go Mm -hmm. if you you know go to episode four go backwards like 20 years it's a completely different galaxy so they have a lot more room to like do completely different stuff to always keep it fresh yeah totally and I'm very excited that we're getting. It's confirmed that the Acolyte will be a High Republic show. Ooh, yep. will it? Oh, yeah, because no. this. Yeah. That yeah, because I saw it was taking place like thousands of years before. I think yeah, it's, uh, it's two hundred be like years the... before the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's supposed to be about like years? the rise of the dark side in the uh, High Republic. It's going to oh. show like what caused. You know, things to get the way they were. That's going to be so cool. Yeah, I think it's a high likelihood that we see Exegol in that series for sure. Yeah. Um, man, again, like, with Star Wars, especially, like, for anyone who's looking for more Star Wars content, like, the books and comics are so rich, especially right now, what they're doing with the High Republic. They've kind of been let loose to explore a whole, you know, new period of time in the Star Wars universe. They're not really constrained by canon rules and... Um, you know, constantly being overwritten by movies and shows. Um, so if anyone's looking for a fun Star Wars project to get into, uh, there's a trilogy of adult um, High Republic books, and as well as some young adult mm-hmm. novels. Um, but they're all yeah, they the stories are fascinating. Yeah, but readings for fucking nerds. Look so. at the audio It's got music in there and lightsaber sounds. It's sick. This is just a just guy making the, the sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> bro okay i saw i saw i wrote this down i gotta bring this up because it's been bothering me ever since i saw this dude what the fuck is up with homeowner associations <laughs> this is a drastic this is a very drastic change in topic but i gotta <laughs> bro what is up with homeowners associations the hoa always be coming down on everybody bro Bro, they're stopping this man at Ethan's from parking all of his limos. <laughs> so in my wait, old what? in my old neighborhood where I used to live with my dad, uh, there was this guy who owned a limo company, and he wanted to park like six of his limos out on the street in front of his house, but the homeowners association of the neighborhood wouldn't let him. They were like, "No, that looks ugly. You can't do it." <laughs> Which, like, to be fair, six fucking limos on the street, but whatever. It's a lot of limos. So the guy 
sues the homeowners association for this and he wins i don't know how i didn't i never got the details but he wins and the homeowners association of my neighborhood had to dissolve <laughs> that's what a consequence like actually sick. we're striking down your form of governance <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy got to park his limos on the street and then the neighborhood pool became volunteer based for who took care of it <laughs> wait so <laughs> did it go to shit nah they kept it uh, actually I think my f- you guys remember Robert mm-hmm. his yeah. parents took over and did it most of the, many, nice. most of the years bro Man, they th- like homeowners associations they be telling like make sure your, gla- your grass is exactly three fourths of an inch not a millimeter too short, not a millimeter too tall. Otherwise, we will fine you $500 for every blade of grass. Like, bro, it's not that serious. And then you can't even have a fish mailbox, bro. You gotta have one of the mailboxes that, that, that they want you to have. You can't even have a mailbox that's shaped like a big bass and its mouth is where okay. you put the mail. You said fish mailbox, and the first thing that popped into my head was like a mailbox shape, but it's like made out of glass and there's just fish inside. <laughs> that too. Like they wouldn't let around. you have that either. If you <laughs> wanted to have that, you couldn't have that. Your mind went to Whoa. such like a creative place. I was just thinking like a fish shaped <laughs> mailbox. Dude, Ethan and I were talking about this same thing like the other week when we were on a drive together and we were floating around the possibility of, you know, like all the boys like <laughs> taking over a neighborhood and then for that's what Ethan said when we were talking about it <laughs> and then we make people have you know fish mailboxes <laughs> we set the standard the standard is going to yes. be less the what boys the bro, boys take over the homeless association, association rules what rules uh, are they put in place? there are no rules if i <laughs> fuck yeah if i ever if i ever own a home i don't even want like grass on my lawn <laughs> i want i want a fucking <laughs> Like moss, I want one of those like cool moss lawns Yo. that just like never grow. Bro, moss <laughs> is just sand and a moat. <laughs> Bro, I would have a moat around my house with a drawbridge. <laughs> you got it on like one of those remote controllers, like for a garage door. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be sick. Nah, everyone would have to have fish mailboxes for sure. The only reason I brought that up specifically is because the first time I ever found my disdain for the homeowners association is when I found out that you have to like that it's everything so regulated like that. And when I found that out, we were like on the road and we passed a fish mailbox. And I was like and I remember thinking to myself, I couldn't have I couldn't even have a mailbox like that if I lived at a place with a homeowners association. And so now that's what I always, that is what I always, like, <laughs> whenever I think of a homeowners association, I think of how I can't have a fish mailbox. <laughs> Man, it's, it's just like stay-at-home dads and moms who, like, that's their that's their slice of power in life. You know, that's where they get to exert their influence. Yeah, I, mean, I think, like, yeah. my girlfriend and fair, parents, they, they live in a neighborhood where they all have to have the same fence. 
and you know it's yeah. it's a more expensive fence you know it's just like that type of in, in the fence like they have a large backyard but the fence can only go out a certain like length and it's like man don't you guys have something better to do but oh. Ethan yeah, they, what did you mean when you wrote Mr. Fredrickson in the topics channel I wrote that <laughs> I also wrote it like because I forgot I mean I know who Mr. Yeah. Fredrickson is but what was what was the topic it oh was... yeah, I I think I just like was uh, talking to Ethan when we were high. Um, I just like uh, when we were talking about uh, uh, playing Bo Two Zombies last episode. Mm-hmm. We did not bring up that uh, most of the games that we played um, for like throughout Bo 2s life cycle, uh, it was like me ethan and then his dad on split screen <laughs> yes <laughs> mr Fredrickson. classic bro is that his gamer he... tag I'm so, I'm so out of the loop yes. on this one it is no. but but no it is his gamer tag but it's only his gamer tag because we call him mr Fredrickson. <laughs> ethan's yeah. dad Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember why. For the audience, that is that. not sure Ethan's last name. <laughs> didn't have to do. Didn't like Shane start calling him that or something? I think so. I think that would have been it. Oh man, that was a what a time though. Bro, he, he was the kill okay camera at man. Zombies. He was, bro. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every time we were training around and. I would, I would like walk through uh, Ethan's dad's train. <laughs> he would always like, he would be like, "Tell Jack to stop running up in my train." Oh. He'd go on nimbly, bimbly, <laughs> jump yeah, from limb nimbly, to limb. Classic, Mister Fredrickson. Oh my god! Yeah, he shit in the road one time. Yeah, he did. Oh man! Your father shit in the road one time. Yes. Is the Indy 500? Was that at a, yeah, it was at a 500. And oh, nice. they were like drunk as shit. All right, sorry about that slight pause. Pierce had another. Well, fuck there won't up be a pause when you edit software. it out. Shut up! I'll okay. put in a pause. But anyway, Mr. Fredrickson putting in a pause. Anyways, Mr. Fredrickson shit in the road, bro. Why he did that? Because (laughs) did he just like have to shit? And there was no chance he was getting to the bathroom in time. So at the so at the five hundred, every year when we would camp out, we would just tell people, be like, I I say we, but me and Ethan weren't down there yet. They've been doing this way longer. They just like as they're walking past people, they're just like, hey, watch out over there! Someone shit in the road back there. Just, Just watch out. And they always did that. And then one year, I guess, his dad was extremely drunk. And he was like, uh, I'm tired of us always saying that people are shitting in the road and no one's doing anything about it. And then he just dropped trowel and fucking took his <laughs> shit in the middle of the road. And my favorite part of that story, whenever my dad tells that story, my favorite part about it is he's he said that some guy uh some guy was standing next to our grandpa and he was like the guy was like 
I did not need to see that shit come out of that guy's ass. And our grandpa just goes, that's my son. <laughs> Classic Ethan's dad. Shit right in the middle of Georgetown Road. Hey, let the, uh, Bro, if he if he comes down to IU to bull, are we going to get the tooth fairy or the donut fairy again? Bro, we might have to. Bro, the donut fairy, my favorite. Yes. Dude, the donut fairy's my savior. <laughs> Love yeah. the donut. Every fairy. time, every time, uh, we stay over at uh, Ethan's dad's house, we would always just wake up to donuts on the table near us. Fuck yeah! Donut Aww. fairy would come through every time. That is Bro, cute. the fucking legend. Shout out, Mister Fredrickson and his Bitcoin shirt. <laughs> bro, yes! Oh my God, bro's wearing a Dogecoin shirt at the family, family gathering together for Memorial Day. Was it Dogecoin or Bitcoin? Doge. Dogecoin. Nice. It was Doge. Let's. Is he like super into crypto now? He didn't talk about it, <laughs> not once. I feel like your dad would be an Elon Musk crypto fan. I feel like he would be too. I feel like he'd be like, yo, did you see that new Elon Musk tweet? <laughs> he tweeted out the poop emoji to own the libs. Didn't, didn't you say he's like a leftist? Yes, very. So, <laughs> yeah, so he probably doesn't like Elon. I don't know. <laughs> e- Ethan's dad is like, I don't know. Like, even though he like doesn't politically align with Elon, I still feel like Ethan's dad's the type of person to like, just think, this guy's got a fucking Twitter. <laughs> He's making some cringe jokes, bro. Cannot oh, no. lie. I don't know, he would just, like, repeat He's the same... He's not got the PC, like, woke mind virus. No. <laughs> bro, Ethan's dad is, like, that... He's gotta be on the podcast. We gotta get Ethan's dad <laughs> on the podcast. That shit would that fill would up like something. three hours. That dude's got so many stories. <laughs> like it'll be like a six-month extravaganza, like twenty Bring episode, all dads 25th on. episode. Bro, that that's that's gonna be the hundredth episode. Is this Mr. Fredrickson? <laughs> no, we yeah, br- two years from now. <laughs> yeah, but it's a special occasion. Yeah, and in two years I'll have even. He'll have two years more worth of stories to tell. That's true. So it's just more content. I want to pivot us back for a second. Talk about <laughs> impromptu topic, the Indy 500. Just, I mean, there's for for those of you who don't know, it's a it's a it's a the big deal for us Hoosiers. The Indy 500. It's like the you know, the one time a year where the whole state gets together to get sunburnt, drunk, and watch, you know, really fast cars going in a circle People from all over the world hours. come, too. It's the one time <laughs> so Indiana matters. They claim it's the uh, the greatest spectacle in racing, but um, I don't know. Maybe, they have I, I feel like I'm hearing that from biased lines. sources. <laughs> Any F1 circuit has them beat, I'm pretty sure. Well, anyway, no, you'll never find no, a more wretched the scum and villainy. I'm pretty sure the 500 <laughs> is, like, one of the biggest sporting events of the year. Like, in terms of it how is. many people go, I'm pretty sure it's, like, the biggest. Like, more people in the U.S. or around the world? Around the like, world. 
The track holds 300,000 people. It is the largest capacity sports stadium in the world. Uh, okay. And they, they, like, they sold out this year. They typically do sell out. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating because, I mean, I think the thing is, right, again, I know very little about racing. I've gone to a number of Indy 500s in my life and then, you know, some NASCAR at the same track. But um, I, I believe that NASCAR's – or, sorry, IndyCar, this, the Indy 500 is a special event because typically when we see IndyCars or Formula One cars racing, it's, it's a, not in a circle, right? So they don't typically yeah. reach max speeds like they do at the – at the Indy 500, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of, like street tracks. So yeah, like they get that. up to what, like 200 and 230 odd miles per. The hour. highest pool, the highest pool this year was 234. Is that right, Ethan? 234.43. Wasn't that a record, right, by Scott Dixon? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the next the TV told me or the, so. the the lowest pulling person was 10 miles per hour under that <laughs> so tight margin there was that was that a post crash <laughs> no, pulling is like a what you do in qualifiers right so like they they get to go it's how, it's the how they decide qualifiers it's how they decide like where you're gonna start uh, like if you're in the see, front or right, you're in the back Back in the day, I, like I wasn't allowed to go to the Indy 500 with my with my dad. I guess because you know maybe I don't know maybe he didn't want to see me. We were see either. him getting blasted with his friends. Um, we were He, he would take us to qualifiers. Uh, so I went to qualifiers and I went to the Brickyard. Uh, we used to always go to Carb Day. Mm-hmm. And they always had. I remember the first car. I don't know if it was the first Carb Day I went to, or if it was like the first one I really remembered, but. The carb day cars always have like, like way different sponsorships than the cars that are in the 500. I'm pretty sure I don't know for certain. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong about this. But all I remember is that they had an Indiana Jones car because that's uh, when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was coming out, and I always loved that car because it had Indiana Jones on it. And like, did that car just not qualify for the actual race? Is that I don't know because I didn't. I wasn't old enough to go to the race yet. That was just during Carb Day. But yeah, it's it's such a it's such a weird event. I like I mean, there's people of all types there. I mean, we we go there, so it's not like it's just all rednecks. But it does feel like a very redneck event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot, but there's a lot of just like drunk college kid. Yeah, I think all the liberals are hanging out in the center at the Snake Pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the. All your conservative nuts are watching the race in the stands. They um, got the libs surrounded. Yeah, my my family used to do this dumb thing. We'd have a, a wallet on the end of a fishing pole, right? And then they'd have like a $20 bill sticking out of the wallet. Um, and we'd usually be like at the top of the stands with the, you know, the wallet down, like where people are walking by. And then like... Essentially, like when you see someone lean over to pick it up, you just swipe it out of the way, and then you <laughs> humiliate them. Uh, <laughs> which I guess you know, just dumb Dumbly. shit like that happened on all around the the Indy Five Hundred. Uh, the P trough mm-hmm. also wor- <laughs> warrants mention. Oh. Uh, no I can't use the P trough like anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh God, too shy of a bladder. Either. 
<laughs> That's when you become a man. Is when you use the pee trough. Dude, I remember. Uh, I don't, I've never been to a 500. I don't think I've been to a race in Indiana. Uh, but on my mom's side, uh, basically all of my uncles uh, were in, uh, like, uh, into like local uh, racing with mm-hmm. like NASCAR type cars. I forget what they're classified as. Like box cars or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, a couple of them are like still racing, so it's been, a, they've been doing it for like, I think like twenty to thirty years, uh, and I went a lot whenever, uh, like I went up to visit for like Christmas or just like summer trips, and every time I went into the bathroom, it was like the most disgusting thing, I've ever seen inside of those fucking pee troughs. <laughs> so, and for anyone struggling to visualize this. It's a, it's just, it's a massive trough that everyone pees into at the same time and has a couple drains in it. It's a very straightforward. Yeah. But it's literally just a bucket, a long bucket you pee in. So gross. But some of the best nah. you know, food trucks hanging out at the Indy 500. It's always a pl- Dude, me and Ethan got these fire lemon shakeups. Yes. I left mine. Bro, I finished it for you. So good. I'm so mad. Bro, they had the mystery juice behind that food truck, too. (laughs) Yeah, the what? The mystery juice. They said it was their gray water. It's the mystery juice. Uh, Fun story from my, like, uh, my, uh, my grandfather, actually, his dad. Like the Indy 500 has been a long-standing tradition in Indiana, uh, so you know it was going on way back when. So I think this is mm-hmm. probably in the 50s or 60s. Uh, <laughs> my grandpa was telling me that his dad, so my great grandfather, uh, they had mm-hmm. gone to the race, got uh, pretty fucked up. I guess grandpa decided he was good enough to drive home. Uh, and back then, like now, because you can get to the, so the track is massive, and then there's also there's a golf mm-hmm. course contained in the middle of the track, and also like some people prefer to go on the inside of the track and set up trailers or or whatever and, and seat sit on the inside. Um, but mm-hmm. and so now there's a tunnel to access that. But before he was telling me that you just cross oh, like they would essentially have some you know police officers or whatever escorting people over the track to the interior and then you weren't allowed to leave during the race and then you got to leave after so on the after apparently one time my great-grandfather decided that he was going to take a lap around the track Uh, so when he was leaving he took a left went around waltzed right out i think like (laughs) just to the, my main takeaway from that story is like, wow, how policing has changed in this country. <laughs> do you think you could do that without getting <laughs> shot at today? <laughs> nah, we fine. But I don't know. I have, I don't know. could have be bullshit, ever, but I like the story. Have we ever told you guys the story of Neil the Wheel? I you told me familiar. a long time ago. You said you're not familiar. Are you not aware? Neil the Wheel. Don't you so. don't know Neil the Wheel, bro? Bro, this used to be... <laughs> this was the guy, bro. Back in, like... I don't know. We were probably, like, 13 or 14. Fucking love Neil the Wheel. Just <laughs> telling mm. everybody about Neil the Wheel. Spreading the word. It was just Fuck, this, this guy. Neil the Wheel. <laughs> it was just this, like, guy who was, like, drunk and probably high on 
some drug. Definitely hot. And he was this dude was like wild. He was talking about how he's famous. He's a famous daredevil, and he did a wheelie for like three hundred miles. Uh, he in was New talking Jersey. to my dad. He was sitting time. in a, <laughs> he, was sit, <laughs> he was sitting in a chair talking to my dad, and like six times throughout the conversation, he asked my dad what his name was. Wait, your uh, dad talked to Neil the Wheel? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> he. He's talking about. He said, "My name's Neil the Wheel," and he was like, "Uh, he was like, my name's Neil, N E I L E, and my son's name is Neil, N A I L." He said it, Neil, just like. <laughs> but that. he said Neil, and he said that I don't remember what I don't remember the quote what he said. He said they were like, uh. I think I think he said like there are three thi- there are three good things in life, milk, Reese's, and good weed. <laughs> I concur. He was just some crazy guy. He was like and he was like camping like Nero's, and then he left and it looked like he had a whole ass meth lab behind his tent because he like mm-hmm. left shit there. It looked like a whole ass meth lab. He had like beakers and like hot plates <laughs> and shit just like left i don't know what this i don't know where neil the wheel is today but i hope he's I hope a, he's doing okay i hope he's i, I, I hope found he's doing a neil i found a neil the wheel on facebook but he's from london yeah he was not all of the facebook photos are just a bunch of wheels <laughs> Probably for sale. Do you think he was it like a, bullshitting you? <laughs> do you think he didn't actually do a nah. three hundred mile wheelie? I don't. Yeah, I don't think he did. <laughs> but that's just me. I believe him. He seemed crazy enough to do it, but who knows? He was a pretty crazy guy. He and he said he was like, "I'm gonna be over and I'm gonna be over in turn three holding up this sign and it said like it said something about like jesus loves the troops or something i don't it was something of that True. regard like he was just gonna be holding up like and it had like an american flag on it he's like i look over or try to look for me i'm gonna be sitting over in turn three and we were looking for him didn't see him sad he might have been too hungover. The other wheel was a legend, though. Um, I hope to meet him. I hope he's day. doing okay. Yeah. So, that kind of like ma- makes me think, Sam, about your stories at work of people that have came in and have been like batshit crazy. Is Insane there... segue. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to talk about? <laughs> so yeah, I you know I work as a manager at a, a convenience store, um, and which will go unnamed until they pay us. <laughs> yes, until they pay us. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love this endorsement. Uh, you know, if if they were ever figure out about it. But regardless. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I we're 
it's it's kind of a downtown location. It's, we, we don't necessarily live in a city, but you know, it's there's a sizable homeless population, and uh, we live in a part of Indiana where you know meth troubles are are um, you know it's an epidemic. But um, so yeah, so I you know I've had a lot of interesting interactions with um, homeless customers, and like I'll, I'll preface it by saying like obviously I think the they're like at at the heart of it like i feel bad for a lot of these these people that i interact with i wish that you know the government would do more to take care of them and get them adequate mental health support rather than just you know letting them wander around and uh come into the store and fuck shit up but a lot of the stories like they just they happen and i report on them at the time and then they they all, they all end up blending together but like you know there's there's a couple standouts i think like there's just there's some things that people say to you that that stick in your mind um like you know one of the one of the ones that immediately comes to mind is this this uh one woman uh coming in and very distressed uh and had had me on edge cuz you know the first thing she tells me is that you know she had killed someone and and then revealed that it was a police officer that she had killed and telling me that she had to do it and you know immediately i'm super on guard um kind of panicking like to like what what do you want me like why are you talking to me what do you want me to do should i call an like call an ambulance is he is this person like like can we get this person help as you know you said you attacked um and then no it it, it like eventually devolved into sky people swooping down and uh, trying to capture her and um the class things like that and you know people telling me that you know the grid knows all and you know i'll be judged by the grid one day or that you know, <laughs> I I somehow have involvement in sending you know children to Ukraine to be turned into child slaves. Plenty of interesting that's, that's times around at the old store. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a recent one. Um, actually, it wasn't me that was that was told. Uh, it was it was my cashier at the time. Um, was told was it, because I don't know he like uh, refused to sell the guy alcohol or something, and the guy you know accused him of being a uh, child trafficker <laughs> as one does <laughs> of course i mean if you're not selling alcohol you're obviously a child trafficker no, <clears throat> going forward i'll try and i'll try and uh you know write down things as they happen to me throughout the week and if they're interesting like enough we can have a recurring segment of workplace <laughs> happenings man i just like I don't know, some of the stories you tell, I just can't believe, like, all that occurs in one place. Like, yeah, all that man. chaos. <laughs> Me neither. I think you you get numb to it at a point. Like, it's a lot of the time, it's like the same cast of characters. Uh, sometimes <laughs> we, like, <laughs> theorize that we're in some kind of Truman Show situation. Like, nah, someone's fucking with us. Like, this isn't real. <laughs> this is scripted. I don't think it is real. I think someone is <laughs> fucking with you. You guys are like a simulation. But, hey, man, meth's a crazy drug. Bro, let's do it. Yeah, once. <laughs> I'll do it on my deathbed. Bro, go. on my deathbed, I'm doing every drug alive. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'll ascend to the afterlife then. And I don't have to feel about the <laughs> existential dread of being 
of not knowing I'm dead the entire time I'm dead. And, like, I can't even Whoa. be upset about it because I'm not going to know. But that just makes it even worse. This man's talking about death again. Bro, <laughs> it this episode every by time. talking about death and dying. <laughs> and okay, the frightening idea so, of not having consciousness. <laughs> so, if, the, if there are infinite universes, right, that means that any possible universe can exist. That means that there is a universe... Where God is real, and the is afterlife exists. I don't think so. Yes, because if there is, a, if there is an infinite, so. <laughs> listen, if there's an infinite amount, there's definitely a universe where God is real, and He created the universe. But no, if He created no. that universe, then He created ours too, which means He's real in our. It's a paradox. <laughs> that's not how that works See, because then the, because then that universe that i'm talking about <laughs> is actually our universe See, the the problem with this theory is that like i think the multiverse theory kind of revolves around this idea that it all like all the universes have the same basic like physics and rules but it's just like how way, things no, play out that. are different okay yeah so when the big but, bang happened <laughs> there was a man behind one of them <laughs> there was a man <laughs> <laughs> there was just a big guy in white robes standing there. Like, specifically, like, the family guy. one. <laughs> just, like, very basic-looking god. He's just standing there. He's like, I created you. Yeah, just old white guy in a robe. So if he's god in that universe, then, then he has to be god in every universe. Which well, means why? that there is an afterlife. Why would he have to be? Is, because is if, this he, like if he's your way of like convincing yourself that there's an afterlife, <laughs> brother. Because flawed. if he's all powerful, then why wouldn't he? Why would he only exist in that universe? <laughs> if he created that universe, why didn't he create every other universe? They just that, exist? that's why I'm saying I don't think that there's like yeah, like know. like an infinite multiverse like confirms the existence of a god because then you it just like raises don't get those it, questions. Bro. I think <laughs> I guess not. Just wait, just wait until no. Trust me, I'll be the until... biggest fan of an afterlife. If <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to the right one at this rate. Ah, yeah. See you all in hell. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna I'm going to heaven because I'm going to heaven because I'm the only one that's taking this theory seriously. <laughs> All my homies going. To if hell, there's I another really universe where there's oh, God, God, that means He exists here too. God. <laughs> so it has to. There's a universe where everything exists, bro. <laughs> and that's it. That means that. Somewhere out there, it is. And then you don't There's have to like, deal with the horror of death. Are you doing the is that old, the only like, region Protestant idea of like all you have to do to get in heaven, <laughs> or I guess like Methodist idea of all you have to do to get in heaven is believe in God? Because <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're all following you gotta the do rules. is believe. <laughs> all Dude, you gotta if, do is believe. If the Catholic God is the one that's real, I don't think I want to go to heaven, bro. Man, I'm telling you, he, like, we could go kid? to heaven, and like I can, you know, hang out with grandma up there. I guess that'd be chill. But like, or I can go to hell with everyone else. It's like, I'm taking <laughs> yeah. hell. I don't know, man. You get to be a grandma. So make Grandma's some cookies. Pretty sick, bro. 
Yeah, but Grandma's also kind of racist, so... Yeah, but you're in heaven. <laughs> bro, bro, wait, if Grandma... Bro, bro wait, if Grandma's racist... I I was meaning, like, you're in heaven, so she's not gonna be racist. Okay, yeah. Um, Everything's supposed bro, to be like if Grandma's racist, then she's getting into heaven, but, like, all of us who aren't racist aren't getting into heaven. Does that mean you have to be racist to get into heaven? Does that mean, like, the racists were justified in their racism? Because they're like, we were God's chosen people, but then only the racists are in heaven. Only the old grandma racists are in heaven. I'm not justifying racism. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> I mean, clear. that is like like the the KKK believes that like that's the what I'm white saying. Race are the chosen people. That's so what I'm saying. So if you're that saying the KKK may be right, <laughs> in 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 that scenario you were talking about with your grand your racist grandma in heaven, I don't while, know like that everyone my else grandma's is. racist. <laughs> <laughs> At least not that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got another one that yeah the other, the other one you're going to hell <laughs> bro but no i mean like one of my grandmothers is like methodist and like you like i i have asked her in the past if like she's i was like well you know like you believe that all it takes is like asking forgiveness so like if hitler on his deathbed asked for forgiveness can he go to heaven she was like Yes, so I guess yeah, yeah. I guess as long as like you feel bad about it at the very end, you can like live a racist <laughs> life. I'm sorry. Please <laughs> let me go to heaven. I promise I'll be good. That's all it takes. Just an apology. Well, no, don't yeah. you gotta ask for forgiveness? Just because you ask doesn't mean you're gonna get it, right? Well, God forgives all. Well, God's. Yeah, bro. God also invented. Ra- I guess God technically <laughs> did invent racism. I mean, I I would I yeah. I guess you could push back on that by saying like God invented free will and then humans invented racism. Well, but God acts through us. Well, the free will idea is that He doesn't. Did Which God? Is it, did God say? Comment down below. <laughs> did God say that you can't have free? Did God say that He created free will, or was that just Doctor Monty? I mean, doc, <laughs> like in reality, Doctor Monty created free will, but some people believe that God did that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Uh, shout well, out yeah, to I mean, two people that thought uh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> if if God uh, if God didn't invent the free will, then there'd be no point in heaven and hell because there wouldn't be any like sinners to judge if you didn't have free will. They would have yeah. saved him a lot of work if he just didn't do free will. Well, but also like God knows like everything you're gonna do. And he's still like so like if someone gives if someone's going to hell, God knew before they were born that they're going to hell. So why did he make them be born, bro? Well, I some don't know people how don't high, believe that that's the case. 
I don't know how high you guys are right now, but this feels extremely disjointed, and I am not confident in anything that I am saying. <laughs> no, you're doing fine. <laughs> I feel like we were talking about so much stuff right now. You did turn into Descartes for a good ten minutes there. I did what? Descartes' whole thing was like he proved God exists because we exist. <laughs> like, hey, that's there can't I'm be an infinite being has to exist if finite beings exist. So is that true? That's basically what you did. No, he's a philosopher. What's so the reasoning? We don't there? fucking know. <laughs> I want what? like a. I want him to cite his sources on that. Like, why does an infinite him. being have to exist if finite beings exist? I'm sure he's a philosopher. Is infinite. That would take a whole Google search. <laughs> <laughs> he's a philosopher. He philosophizes. Philosophizes. Yeah, well, comedians are modern-day philosophers. But so. did True. you know that the first Harry Potter book in England is called The Philosopher's Stone? Yeah. Instead of the yeah. sorcerer's stone. Wait, what's it called? It's called Sorcerer's Stone here. Uh, because we like sorcerers more because than philosophers. Because they're epic. True. Because who gives a fart about a stupid guy who thinks, therefore, he is? Like, duh, of course. Of course, if you think you are you, you're not deep for that, bro. Bro, what, are you going to tell me I'm not? <laughs> yeah. Because you don't think... Bro, but he does think, so he know. is him. Oh, shit. It does not take a philosopher to know that you are you. If you think you are you, you are you. But that's just my two So that's been episode two of the Off the Gourd podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Check and back add, next week. And add in a fart sound effect. Souls aren't and real. I'm not going to do that. All came from part one, and all will return to one. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>